Oh my God. I meant for this to be an easy one. <laughs> this is a disaster. There's two. <laughs> Dear Shandy. Welcome back to Dear Shandy, listeners. Hello, Andy. Hello. How are you today? I'm good. I like your uh, your overalls. Oh, it's thank a nice you. Nice set of overalls. <laughs> they are over all. Is that why they're called overalls? I think so. Overall? Yeah. They're over my shirt. They're over my legs. They're over overall. most of me. How amazing is that? I've been hearing the word overalls, but when I was a kid, little, little kid, like yeah. a baby, I used to wear overalls. That was the thing yeah. in the 70s. Cute. Oshkosh? Was it Oshkosh Bagosh? Oshkosh Bagosh. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Wow. Oh my <laughs> oh gosh. My gosh. Bagosh. <laughs> oh my gosh. Bagosh. But I um, have known of this word since I was l- literally, it may have been one of the first 50 words I ever learned. Yeah. Because that was what I wore when I was a tiny little like toddler baby. And I have never until this moment thought about what that means. (laughs) It reminds me of when this happened with a colleague once, a German colleague when I was in Germany, she was another singer and I had mentioned, oh yeah, we were staging something. And I was like, oh yeah, put your head in my lap. And she was like, oh my God, laptop. Oh, it yes. was super cute. And, and in that moment, too, I was yeah. like, yeah, laptop. <laughs> duh. That's a great one. Yeah. Laptop is a great one. <laughs> we're, we're already getting quite off topic because today is Q&A day. Yep. Let's get into it. Very exciting. Let's get into it. Let's do it. By the way, I would pay good money to see little baby toddler you in overalls. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> I'd, I'd, I would pay good money to be little baby me in overalls. <laughs> <laughs> Very good money. Okay. Our first question is from Anonymous. Hi, Charlene and Andy. <laughs> I just started seeing a guy and I'm trying not to catch feelings too quick. He is super nice and we have tons of fun together, but he recently got out of a relationship that seemed to be a somewhat painful experience. We have been super direct about this and are taking things slow. That said, I almost feel embarrassed asking this. How many times is normal to see each other in the early stages of dating? He and I are seeing each other exclusively. No labels, though. Hopefully not an uh uh-oh. We usually see each other one to two times a week and have been dating for a month. Thank you, Anonymous. I have an issue with the, the actual grammar here. What do you mean? If you're dating for a month and you usually see each other one or two times a week, <laughs> I think I think there's a there's another word that that's not enough. You, you usually I know what you're saying. Us- usually applies to many many months. Yeah, yeah Us- usually routine. connotes that there's been enough time for there to be usually a thing. Yeah, no, that's a good point. Yeah, nothing happens that usually nothing usually happens in a month, a month span. Nothing. There's it's, no thing that is usually in within a month span. It's funny. There's one other spot that gives me similar vibes. It's when she says we are seeing each other exclusively, but no labels. Like, what do you mean? Like, what is that? What is what is dating exclusively if there are no labels? Yeah, what other labels do you have? I just feel like sometimes people are afraid, or especially men, <laughs> are afraid of saying boyfriend and girlfriend, hmm. but they're not as afraid to be like, yeah, yeah, we're exclusive. But something about putting a boyfriend girlfriend label yeah. on it is I think daunting to them. People are more about words nowadays than ever before. People are too focused on the words, like I love you, boyfriend, exclusive, all this stuff. Yeah, but I think that 
Don't you think that if you're exclusive, you're basically boyfriend, girlfriend? Yeah. I think it's all just words. I mean, why do you have to label it anything? You know what it is. You've had, you have you had the talk? Have you been like, this is, we're doing this? That's this what I would like to know. going steady. But we're getting away from the actual question. The title of the email was frequency of dates. So whether or not a month is enough to warrant the word usually, they've been seeing each other one to two times a week and have been dating for a month. I don't think that's a bad number. And of course, this is very much a case by case, like whatever, like you do you. Do you live in the same city? What are your work schedules like? I don't have enough context. Oh, okay. Yeah. Wait, as, so as, did I, I meant to give you an easy one to start with. You were telling me that it's hard. It's too, it's too easy and therefore too hard because there's not enough information. Okay. As you were saying, like, are they in separate cities? Yeah. Like, do they have really, really, really busy jobs where they're like working 18 hours a day? Is there, I don't know. There's all sorts of things to consider. Like one time a week could be right. And one time a week could be extremely suspicious. Yeah. She said one to two times a week. I guess the thing I'm missing from this email is, are they texting every day? Do they talk on the phone? If they see each other once in one of these four weeks so far, are they talking on the days where they're not seeing each other? Or do five days go by where they don't communicate? Right. Exactly. If they're texting, if, if every thing they do they're like i'm walking getting a coffee i'm like oh wow i just saw a pretty bird like if that's happening every day they're fine they get to each other once a year that's a relationship right yeah but i think i hate to do this but i I think that her question begs another question is why is she concerned about the frequency of the times they see each other in the first month of dating and the first month of dating honestly like I've gotten into serious relationships with girls I've seen maybe three times in the first month. Like, it's not that big. A di- the first month is just a tryout Well, period. she said she's trying to prevent herself from catching feelings. There's a lot of, it's funny, now that you mention it, there's a lot of little um, dichotomies going on in this email. Yeah. Like, oh. she says they're taking it slow, but they're also seeing each other exclusively, yet there are no labels. Oh, my God. I meant for this to be an easy one. This is a disaster. <laughs> there's two... <laughs> Let's go back to talking about um, Oshkosh, Bagosh, overalls. <laughs> I don't think we resolved that conversation. Uh, yeah, the whole taking things slow, yet she's re- she's tracking how many dates there are. I get the impression she feels herself falling for this guy and it probably wants to see him more frequently and is therefore trying to decode whether or not right. he is seeing her enough to also be into her. Yeah, you've, you've hit on a good point here. The, 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 the answer to her question is, well, the answer that, that we know that she's not looking for is yeah. that she clearly wants more More, like this question is not being asked by someone who's like i think we're seeing each other too much it's one or two (laughs) times a week i think we should see each other a half time a week wouldn't you say that's more normal so clearly the question she's asking is not really the issue yeah i think the issue is that she's not getting enough as you said and she's wondering why and if she's starting to use words like usually in the first month of a relationship something's off So you think that this is somehow unhealthy? I mean, this could be a totally healthy, burgeoning romance. You know, I just think it's too soon to tell. I kind of feel like maybe she's overthinking this and not just enjoying the early stages of a relationship. I agree with that as well. One of the most fleeting wonders in this world is the stage she's in right now. 
Yes. It's the moments where you're not sure. I would give, speaking of paying a lot of money to go back in time, I would pay a lot of money to go back to those first few months where we were getting to know each other. And we were both so excited about each other, but we were also, oh man, you know, one not 100% sure that we were on the same page because you can only communicate that so much to each other. Oh, in those first few months without sounding a, like a crazy person. Uh, uh, yes. As a matter of fact, I was just thinking if I could go back in time to that, I'm sure I would screw it up. I would be too confident. Oh, interesting. Or make too many jokes or be too comfortable. <laughs> you can't make too many jokes. We're getting off topic. Basically, anonymous. I think our advice to you, we're not going to answer the question you asked because I don't think there's enough context and information. I think objectively in the early stages, sure, one to two times a week is great. I think I'd be curious to know how much you're communicating outside of that, but it's also only been a month. Like, I just don't think there's enough to work with here. I, the answer we're going to give you is try to enjoy these early stages a bit more. Yeah, I I agree with that. And if you catch feelings and end up hurt, that's okay. If we're going to go back to all the questions we get from people age 20 to 25 who are like, I've never done anything. I've never gone on a date. I'm too afraid of getting hurt. We're always like, go live your life. She's overthinking this. She's overthinking it. And again, I, I don't mean to put the mirror on this, but if you're asking this question in the first month, then something might be a little off. Like both partners, if 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 something is right, if two people meet and it's lightning bolt, right? Yeah. You should want to see each other eight days a week. You probably won't be able to because of logistics. And also you don't want to seem like complete psycho, as you mentioned. Mm-hmm. But you should want, both people should be like, I want as much as humanly possible of this yes. person. And the fact that I can tell that there's this kind of like, we're not seeing each other enough feeling from her. Yeah. Um, suggests to me that there might be the slightest of imbalances, but also, as you mentioned, like, why is there not more lightness? Why is there not more fun? Just, just enjoy. This should be like, there should be no cerebral thoughts. It should be purely like you're like animals. <laughs> yeah. You're like two squirrels who met in a field and like are just unless they're wrapped are... up with each other. <laughs> is that what squirrels do? I don't know. I don't know I've but never that seen sounds... the mating life of squirrels. That sounds super cute, though. It's, yeah. It's... Two little squirrels oh all curled god. up Can together. Oh my god. Oof. Oof. <laughs> oh, that's cute. We will be looking that up on YouTube after this. Yeah. And it will be there. <laughs> it will be there. Even if they were forced into that position by like coercion. <laughs> Or lack of food. <laughs> wow, we, we're really tangenty today. Mm-hmm. Anonymous, I would enjoy this a bit more. I think it's possible there are other red flags here, but we just don't have enough information to yeah. know. Yeah, I don't feel comfortable like even broaching the subject of the red flags that I feel might be here because we don't have enough information. This could be just you being like, hey, you know what? I'm in this new relationship and I don't really know how to do this. Is one or two times a week fine? Yeah. That's totally fine. It's a little too cerebral for what should be happening in the first month, but I get it. I'm not sure that's the situation. Or she could be playing it cool because she's trying to not catch feelings. She's afraid of coming on too strong. So he's maybe doing the same thing and is like, yeah, once a week is fine. But he secretly also wants to see her more. There's just not enough information. Well, that's the other thing. It's like if they're playing a game in the first month, look, I'm not going to say that everyone could be perfect and not play games in the first month of dating. It's, It's 2021. This is the world we live in. But I will say that if both people are very psyched about it, there should be not many games. Yep. All right, Anonymous. That was sort of a non answer. But uh, I think hopefully we're giving you some food for thought on that. Mm -hmm. Okay, good luck. Relax. (laughs) All right, this next question is from Gail. Dear Shandy, 
I'm in a bit of a sticky situation, exclamation mark. I have a pretty good guy friend that I went on a few dates with in high school eight years ago, and we just moved close to each other and have been hanging out a lot. I was the one that called things off back in the day and never had feelings for him since. But three years ago, he confessed to me that he still wishes something happened between us and that he thinks I'm great and very attractive. This has stuck in my mind because it was five years since anything happened between us and I always want to respect his feelings and boundaries when it comes to talking about guys. Well, recently I've developed a crush on his housemate. I don't want to do anything to ruin my friendship with my guy friend, but he has been dating someone for the past two years. But then again, he did date people in between high school and him confessing his feelings for me, and that's hard to forget. I want to ask his housemate on a date because I'm a bold woman and cute and fun and I can tell his housemate has a crush on me too, but don't want to do anything to hurt my eight year long friendship. I'm also becoming good friends with all of the housemates and would be pretty bummed if things went sideways between me and my crush, which would probably mean I couldn't casually hang out at that house anymore slash be friends with them. I've hung out with these housemates a total of four times, so things are still pretty new. My crush is incredibly adorable, sweet, and wholesome. He is wildly intelligent and well-educated. He shows so much genuine interest in learning about my interests. I love how I feel when I'm around him. What are your thoughts? Should I let more time pass before I make a move on this guy? Do you think this will hurt my friendship with my good friend? Is this crush that I've only developed a few weeks ago not worth ruining the friendships I've started making in the rest of that house and really appreciate? Sincerely, Gail. Just some bookkeeping here. <laughs> Sorry, I missed one point. No, no. Does the guy have a girlfriend? Yeah, so he's been dating someone for two years, and they've been friends for eight years. Three years ago, he confessed that he still wishes something had happened between them. Okay. But that was after five years, and he had uh, dated people in between, so... I know my answer, but I'm going to let you go first and see if we're on the same page. Okay. The the girlfriend and the timing of when he last discussed his crush for her, on her? You have a crush on someone, not with someone. Yeah, on, yeah. The other person may not share it. (laughs) True. So the timing for me makes it okay to do this. But I think just to be safe, she should probably run it by him first. Mm. casually not like some serious talk just be like hey i was you know thinking i really like your roommate (laughs) is that cool (laughs) yeah actually i hadn't thought of that but i think that's a good point to Mm. add to the mix the part that i'm focusing on more here is that she is friends with this whole group yeah and so there's a general like beware of shitting where you eat ness here i I was also going to use the shitting where you eat Added. Yeah, and as she said, she was sort of focusing on that too. But to me, the the boyfriend, well, the f- guy friend who she met this crush through, mm-hmm. who she's been friends with for eight years, who's been dating someone for two years, it, he has a girlfriend. He's had a girlfriend for two years. I don't care if he told her he was still wished something had happened three years ago. Like it was three years ago. Yeah. They dated eight years ago. It's just such ancient history that I don't think that's something that needs to be so delicately handled. But I agree. I think it's a courtesy thing, just as if it were a female friend and you met a guy through your female friend, you'd be like, Hey, I have a crush on, on that guy you introduced me to, or that roommate or that friend of that friend. 
just just running it past you. Yeah. I, I, I want to ask him out. Is that cool? I think there should be a little bit of a running it past. Yeah. And again, I think that's more of a courtesy than anything. A courtesy. Totally unnecessary, but just a, an adult courtesy. Yeah. And if he does protest vociferously, which would be extremely immature of yeah. him, um, then I, I have to say she probably shouldn't do it. It's not worth the risk. Mm. Too many, too many problems will arise. Yeah. For him to say no, he has a girlfriend. Oh, it's ridiculous. He can't say no. If she says, if he says no, actually, I think she should reconsider her friendship with him. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I think there are two things she needs to do, Gail. The first is I would give this at least another month of just gauging Mm -hmm. the situation. Gauge well. Yeah. Yeah. Don't jump in unless you know the temperature of the water. Yeah. She says she knows he has a crush on her. If you know that's the case, then Mm. you could just enjoy, again, enjoy these early stages of mutually crushing on each other. There's no rush. And make sure that the friendships are all in in good places and that you really know what you're getting into because, again, the shitting where you eat. And then if it feels like, yeah, I have to do this, it's going to haunt me if I don't, then you do the courtesy chat with the guy friend. I would even consider... As, as a, this is a little roll of the dice. Okay. But I would consider getting to first base with the guy <laughs> and then broaching the subject. Just to know, just to like, you know, you make a reservation at a really expensive, nice restaurant and you know, you don't know anything about it. You haven't seen a review. You haven't heard from anybody. You just like Googled some town and it was like, oh, here's a good restaurant. <laughs> You want to you you want to get a little uh, a little hors d'oeuvre maybe just taste what's going on at that restaurant before you dive in for a five hundred dollar meal. You know, at first I thought this was a ridiculous idea, but now that you mention it, it's not terrible. Yeah, because what what that'll allow her to do is have a not awkward conversation with the guy she's into, meaning like, hey, by the way, just a little background here. There's been an ongoing crush situation with your friends, and I don't want this. Well, to get it becomes messy. a thing. I, I, you no, know, you don't make it a thing. No, that's you make what I'm it real saying. casual. That's what I'm saying, though. It would become a thing if you sit down with a friend, you have a conversation, you, you know, it's becoming a thing. But you're right. They could kiss once and realize that they have no chemistry. And that's you cannot, you cannot predict that stuff. That's Sometimes you saying. think there's going to be great chemistry and there isn't. Yeah. You go to this restaurant. They've got like a pre-frozen, they got frozen fish sticks for your hors d'oeuvres. They cost $32 as an appetizer. Like you, 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 you're like, thank God I only spent $32. I, I could have brought my whole family here, you know? So get the kiss out of the way. I, I feel pretty strongly about that. Then when you've vetted the kiss, everything's good. Juices are flowing. Talk to him and talk to the other guy. So you think they should have a drunken makeout? Does doesn't have to be drunk. It could be stone cold sober, <laughs> totally sober and weird. I feel a little weird giving that advice. I don't. <laughs> well, I'm it, not telling her to commit murder. I'm just telling her to kiss a guy that she has a crush on. Yeah, and who she thinks has a crush on her. I guess I just, as a woman, you, oh, I can't help but feel like you're taking away something special there, like. They could go on a magical first date that culminates in this kiss on her oh, stoop. I'm not saying you know she I mean? should like, jump on his like. <laughs> like I'm saying that she should have a date, like like go out, say like, hey, let's get a drink, or like whatever, make it happen. Okay. Give if she wants him to make the first move or whatever, make it happen. Okay. Get on a date in a situation or a bar or a party or a situation where a kiss is going to happen if a kiss is going to happen. Okay. That's all I'm saying. All right. Once the kiss happens, then she can make her moves. She's doing she'd be doing a lot of planning 
without understanding where what the, she's the signing destination up for. No, is. No, I, I don't disagree with that. I'm still hesitant to hop on board your advice, hmm. but I'm going to give you credit for it. So that's Andy's advice. Take it if you want. And no matter what, I think we both agree the courtesy conversation with the guy friend. It, it does come to the point where you want to pursue it. Yeah. And I maintain, give it a few weeks of breathing room and just sort of observing and, and enjoying. And just as an aside, I want to reiterate this. If he is very opposed to it, he's not a good friend. There's an issue there. And, and, I, and I, I'm, I'm sorry. I hate it when people have girlfriends, boyfriends, partners, and they're like, oh, well, I'm taken, but I don't want you to do that. I've had ex-girlfriends that I was deeply in love with, and I've happily given them to friends of mine. It's like, that <laughs> makes me happy. I'm like, here, have my woman. She's very good. No, but I've, you know what I mean. No, I mean, it's but- like, I'm just like, okay, go ahead. Enjoy. I'm glad you both are happy. I'm happy for you. This is not part of my romantic life anymore. Why do I have to own it forever? And I will say one more point. Okay. I pity, I truly pity, and I'm so glad that I didn't experience this, pity men who hold crushes for the better part of a decade on like some high school girl. Like I am so glad mm-hmm. I never experienced that. That's so crippling yeah. for your romantic life. It's like you're thinking about something that was never. By the way, they went on a few dates in high in school. High school. High school. Yeah. yeah. No, Anything this is that happens in high school is ir- yeah. totally irrelevant. Yeah. If I was holding a torch for a girl that I went on a few dates with in high school into my late 20s 30 almost, I guess I late guess? 20s yeah I would feel terrible about myself <laughs> that's ter- that's absolutely disgraceful okay. it's not romantic this is not Disney it's not rom-com this is bad you're an adult let go of girls that were never consummated in high school yeah let go of that yeah. <laughs> that's ridiculous all right and it's sad <laughs> it's I feel badly for them I really do okay Good tangent. I liked that. Mm-hmm. This is a good. This is, you're making a good point. I think this could apply to to everyone. Everyone don't hold torches for anyone well, unless that person school. has has kerosene. Unless they have <laughs> something that's going to keep that torch lit, don't hold the torch. All right. I don't even understand what does that mean. Hold a torch for someone. I have a, no idea. No idea. Oh, I'm sure people will tune in to tell us. Hold a torch. What does that mean? So like you're keeping a light alive, like you're you're keeping. Isn't the there torch also hold lit? a candle? No. Oh. No, you can't hold a candle to something. Oh yeah, like yeah, you're, yeah, yeah. You, you you're hold not a torch nearly for someone. Yeah. Yeah, that's the competition thing. But yeah, but I think I would guess it means that you're keeping a torch lit. It takes you can't just have a torch lit forever. It needs fuel. Like you need to keep. Oh 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 okay you, you need to keep like putting oil in or a new rag or like blowing on it or something blowing i don't know i'm not i'm not an expert in torch maintenance but pyro expert yeah okay all right i think we can yeah, can um, we wrap move on <laughs> all right gail uh, i think we've made our thoughts known good luck hopefully this should be pretty easy yeah this is an easy yeah one, sort of worry a bit less about the guy friend's feelings in this yeah. it's been eight years He's had his chance and and it was a couple of dates. You were kids then. Come on. Yeah. She's sweet to be so concerned, but I think the bigger concern is shitting where you eat. And by the way, I did say first base. That could be anywhere up to fourth base. (laughs) Just, just caveat there. All right. Moving on. All right. This next question is from Mel. Dear Shandy, I have had a crush on my coworker for a few months. 
I feel like the attraction is mutual, but he never makes a real move. He tells me I'm beautiful, compliments me at work, and says things like, when are we going out? And I want to take you out, just you and me. But he never follows up with any real plan. I've always responded in a positive way. I said, I would like that. I said, tell me when, you're the one that's super busy. He does work a lot. He has my phone number. He has never called or texted to make any actual plan to hang out on our days off. Sometimes we go out for a drink after work with coworkers, but that doesn't count. This sort of exchange has taken place about three to four times. He says he wants to take me out in a way that sounds more than just friends hanging out, but then never sets a date, time, or place, etc. No follow-up. When we have been out with coworkers after work, he said, I want to take you out. At this point, I kind of made a joke about it and said, you've said that, but when? I would like that. He replied, is that just the alcohol talking? I had half a beer at this point. I said, no, I would like that. He said, I'm serious. And I said, so am I. In a flirty way, but still no real action or plan to meet up. He rubs my shoulders and finds some way to touch me in a playful, flirty way when we are out. I know the interest is there, but still nothing has come of it. Why does he keep telling me I'm beautiful and acting interested, but never actually follows up? He has said, text me, to me like he wants me to follow up and text him and make a plan to meet up, but I've chased men before and it never ends well. I want to be pursued. I've given him plenty of positive feedback and acted interested and complimented him as well. I think he knows I like him, but it's like he wants me to make the first move and I'm not. I'm not interested in something casual. I want to date him and I want him to want to date me too. I have a feeling he's only interested in something casual. That's why he wants me to make the first move. I feel like a lot of guys are like this. When I express I'm not looking for something casual, it scares them away. I don't want to sleep with someone who's keeping their options open and won't commit. I don't need us to be boyfriend-girlfriend right away, but at least exclusive before we have sex. I just don't want to end up hurt. And then she followed up with another mini email that said, I just want to add that he has a lot more dating experience than me. So you can rule out fear of rejection. I mm. know he knows I would say yes, he is definitely not shy. Also, when we have gone out for a drink after work with coworkers, I am always one and done. I'm not a big drinker and I also do not drink and drive. So that's why nothing further has happened at one of our after work hangouts. When we are flirting, I've been tempted to stay longer and have another drink. But I feel like if I kept going, something could happen. And that's not how I want things to happen. A casual hookup after work is not what I want because I've been there, done that, sadly, too many times. And it has never resulted in any kind of meaningful relationship, even when I thought the attraction and crush was mutual and I thought it could be a relationship. I'm just trying to break old patterns. And then finally, she added ages in a separate oh, email. Good. I'm an avid listener and can't believe I forgot to include our ages. Nice. We are both 36. Mm, okay. So according to Andy, he's a grown man by now. Full grown man. And they live in the Boston area. Okay. The one other question I would have had is what is the, the are they on the same level in the company? Yeah, she said co-worker. She didn't say boss. Okay. But if it's a boss, it makes everything different. If it's a co-worker, I'm just going to assume they're on the same level. They're like, yeah. they're like cubicle buddies, basically. Yeah. I get the vibe from this that they're, I feel like she would have said my boss. She would have said. Right? I think it's a, they're on the same level. It sounds Similar like level. It. Yeah. It sounds yeah. like it. I, I'm going to assume that. That's a good point, actually. Yeah. yeah. A, that does change especially things. Especially nowadays. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah. First of all, this guy's annoying, but that's besides <laughs> the point. Uh, this is not. It's not uncommon. Uncom- I was just about to say, not uncommon behavior. That's why I chose this question. I was like, wow, yeah. this is something you see a lot is a guy that's like, oh, I want to take you out. You're so beautiful, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And then it's like, what? Yeah, so where's the. Yeah. yeah now, you have my phone number. There's a lot of things happening. I have a theory about this, but there are a lot of guys who love to flirt. They like the, to, you know, it gives them confidence to get that attention. They have a girl who are like, oh, this, she's receptive to my flirting. I have a girl that I like, or I like to like date around. I don't want to commit to this. I work with her. I don't want to show where I eat, but I like this feedback. Mm-hmm. It gives me every day I come into work and I'm like, uh, and she's like, oh, and I'm like, yeah. <laughs> you sound like you've been there before, Andy. Perchance. Yeah. No, I don't. Trust me. I've been there too in a workplace. There's something just sort of, even if it's never consummated, it's almost better if it's never consummated. It's it's better, but it's, it's the gift that keeps on giving. If it's consummated, it could, it could just suddenly become a mess or just end. Yeah. So I think that's at play for sure. I also think what's at play is that we live in a time when I think, and this is this, I'm going a little out on a limb, but I have a feeling this might be happening as well. We, we live in a time when it's, it's a little dangerous for a guy in a workplace to, you know, go for a girl that he doesn't want to marry. Uh-huh. Like if he's just like, I like you, I want to have sex with you. And I don't know what's going to happen after that. That's a little dangerous in today's climate. Even if it's, even if there's probably, he's probably going to be fine. I think there's this kind of sense, like I, I should be a little careful about making the first move. Mm-hmm. Now, if she makes the first move, then it's fair game. It's, I, I didn't do anything. Mm-hmm. You know, she made the first move. Yeah. So I think there's some of that at play, too, I would guess. Okay. But I m- think mainly this is a guy who gets off on the on the flirt. He gets off on the reciprocation of the flirt, the confidence. And if she does make a move and he knows one, it's also a little cowardly because he should just ask her out. Yeah. But he's waiting for her to make a move and to make the move that he wants. Yeah. Like he wants it to be all his way. He yeah. wants her to be like, hey, what are you doing tonight? You know, at like 10 o'clock. And he's like, oh, easy. Boom. Done. She made the move. I don't have to worry about a relationship. I can, you know, sleep with her, get whatever I want out of this and have this funky, like, you know, sexy workplace relationship thing. <laughs> Casual, obviously. And he's not getting that. Well, so you just said, obviously. So is it so obvious to to you that he only sees this casually? I think so. Because that's what I feel like that's sort of what she's getting around. I think asking so. here. I think so. Yeah, I agree. The vibe I'm getting from this is if he really saw something with her and seemed really interested, he would have made an effort by now, unless he really is afraid of making and, that and- move from a, you know, how it looks optically perspective that was poor grammar but you knew what i I meant if he's really afraid of how it's going to come off again that's a secondary theory i i have said oh i don't get the feeling that this that that's the reason this guy hasn't texted that's not the primary reason that's just something i i want to keep in mind that it's a possibility totally i don't want to rule out but i have said this many times if you are a woman who is worried that a man is not giving you what you want in these kind of situations think about this if he really, really, really wanted to be with you, he would make it happen. Mm-hmm. And if he really, really, really wanted to be with you and this was his way of <laughs> getting there, yeah. you don't want to be with that guy. That's the point that I was hoping you would come to. And that I- <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, I have brought this up before, you know, over the past year plus of Dear Shandy. But there's something about this level of passivity where it's like, if it's this from the onset, just to even go on a date. Yeah. What does that look like in a life together? And actually... You know, there, there's always the arg, you know, the argument, show, don't tell. He's telling her how interested he is. Where's the showing? Mm-hmm. Even when she's like, I would like that. He's like, is that the alcohol talking? It actually reminds me of the Sex of the City episode with Miranda, where she gets hit on by the guy in like a hot dog costume. I like the way you're oh, looking no, no, at me like I should know the scene. <laughs> it's actually, never mind. It's not the hot dog costume guy. It's a construction worker. And he's always like, oh, come on, baby. I'll give you what you need. I'll give you what you want. Right. And she's just like, ugh. And then finally, because she hasn't had sex in a long time, she's like, fine, let's go. Let's go fuck. Oh, yeah. And he's like, easy, lady. I, I have <laughs> yeah, a wife. I'm married. that scene. <laughs> it's a famous scene. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a great, great encapsulation of that messed up dynamic yes and i kind of get a bit of that vibe from this where yeah. it's like oh you're so beautiful totally. what's going out and then she's like yeah i would like that he's like oh is that the alcohol yeah, talking it's like, like whoa oh. we work together easy <laughs> easy <laughs> yeah okay so moving forward because she does have a crush on him i kind of wish she didn't because then i'd be like give yeah. him the finger yeah, and move on with your life yeah. but uh, because i am the kind of person where like information is power you want to be able to say okay scene moving on i know i figured that out and i'm going to move on do you think she should just send him a text and just see what happens while sticking to her guns in every other way meaning you know not letting it become a casual thing making sure he takes the reins from there etc etc honestly she's done more than enough already to make this happen I think it's time to take the temperature in the room down to so, 25 degrees. Okay, so you think she should just move on? Yeah. Move on, not with prejudice, but move on in spirit. Just move on. In spirit. Always, you know, say like, look, this could happen if he decides to grow some and make a legitimate move and yeah. stop playing around, then, you know, I'll be open to it. But until that happens... I've moved on in spirit. Okay. So my advice is slightly different just because, again, I know how much something like this can haunt you and there's always the what if. Mm -hmm. And so if we are to consider the what if of him just being afraid to make that first move on paper because they work together and he's the man and all that stuff, I think she could send him a text that's like, you said you wanted to do something, like set a date. Mm -hmm. Like basically hand it to him on a silver platter. What makes you think she hasn't done that already? She says that she has refused because she wants him to make oh, the first move. Oh, she hasn't move. sent any. She did yeah. say she, she didn't She said that he text. has her okay. phone number, but he's okay. never texted. Got he's it. never called. Got it. And so the reason I say that is that just makes it much easier for him to do it, which is irritating. And I do no. not think that sets a good precedent for a potential relationship together, honestly. But for me, it's the information. So if then he's like, oh my God, she texted me this this restaurant, this day, this time, and then like really sets about wanting to date her mm-hmm. then you know you never know maybe that it really was that text that was the impetus for it all I, for the ball finally rolling yes for for information gathering purposes i agree with a heavy heart i would give that advice uh-huh. because she's giving up the reins at that point yeah like he should be doing that yeah 
And look, there's another side to this. Like I've been making it a like the male oriented version. Like he's getting some confidence boost out of this, yeah. you know, because she's constantly reciprocating his flirting. But it also is the other way around. Totally, I'm glad you're mentioning. Yeah, that. maybe maybe this is what it should be yeah. forever, and yeah. they can both get a confidence boost by the other one, you know, blowing smoke up their ass <laughs> <laughs> forever. <laughs> endlessly blowing smoke let me tell you something work i i worked office jobs for years yeah and i tell you there there's some real drudgery there it is yeah. not fun to go in wake up early in the morning go to that office work there have your boss tell you to do stuff you don't want to do mm-hmm. and then go home and it's dark no, out and point. everyone else is going home with a miserable look on their face it's nice to break that rhythm by having someone at work who you flirt with yeah i've done it many times and, and and many have many, if not almost all, have not been consummated in any way. You're making a great point. It's very possible this is the purpose this relationship yep. is meant to serve. The other thing I'd be curious to know is if her crush was already in existence mm. before he was coming on to her so strong, or if she has sort of developed a crush because he has been so forward with her. Right. I think that matters because I think you you make a good point. You make a good point. Is this an artificial crush yeah, based on the the heavy handedness of the flirt? Yeah, because if you actually read her email, she says, "I've had a crush on my coworker for a few months. I feel like the attraction is mutual. He never makes a move. It just sounds like he's been complimenting her and saying, "When are we going out?" And it's just been a sort of heavy handed flirting. Yeah. What about him? Are you crushing on? And did it exist before he was making moves? Yeah, it's a good point. Making, I mean, no, it's moves. A, it's a good point. making verbal moves. You're, it's a good point. And if it is that, then I 100% agree with you that this is where this should stay. It yeah. should never be consummated. Just mutually blow smoke yeah, and can enjoy. I, can I tell you something? <laughs> Some of my most memorable and wonderful relationships have never been consummated. And they've been romantic work situations that are just, there's this tension. It's not your friends, but there's always that little bit of flirting. I love those. Mm-hmm. I wish I could have more of those. Yep. Not not now necessarily, but I wish I I wish I had fostered more of those. Yeah. And we also have to mention, and I swear we'll move on. God, we always go longer than I mean to, but we should mention too that this is another shitting where you eat situation. Oh yeah. It's bad. It's always a bad idea. Unless you're like, I'm sure. marrying this person. Yeah. I'm I'm my I'm gonna be pregnant in three months with yeah. this person. <laughs> It's not a good move. No, it's not. You have to be pretty damn sure that this is something worth it. Yeah. And do we think it is? It doesn't seem like it is. I wish that she had included a few sentences about him showing legitimate interest in what she does outside of work and like, you know, what the kind of person she is. It just sort of feels like, oh, you're beautiful. Like, when when can I take you out? Yeah. Like, that doesn't feel real. It feels like a a rom-com scene where the work guy is the, the annoying guy, like the arrogant guy. I, <laughs> it yes. doesn't sound like the work guy is the leading man. <laughs> no, he's not. He's not. The leading man is sitting in another cubicle. <laughs> we haven't been introduced to him yet. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> okay. All right, Mel. I feel like if we were to distill this down to a piece of advice, because we've gone on many tangents today. First, I would look inward and make sure that you actually have a crush on him mm-hmm. for him that goes beyond just this workplace, the mutual blowing smoke. Mm-hmm. I think that's worth mentioning. I, I agree. I actually think that's very likely. Yeah. Like 70% likely. 
based on how little she talked about him as a human and his interest in her as a human. It's a big turn on to be flirted with. Yes. Especially someone who's that effusive yeah. in, in today's day where guys don't really do that anymore. No, I can absolutely. see how you could get attached to that and think there's something there that there isn't. Definitely. Second, shitting where you eat. I understand that you want to date the guy, but he has made it. I'm getting heavy casual vibes from this. Mm-hmm. If he wanted to date her, like date, date her, he would have made a move by now. Workplace or not. Yep. Especially with her reciprocation. Yep. And third, if it is, if you can look at those and be like, it's worth it. I definitely have a crush on him. Even shitting where you eat, it's worth it. I know there's something there. Then, and maybe you don't hop on. Oh, it's with a heavy heart you give this advice. Very heavy. I also with a heavy heart give this advice. But I think just from a knowing standpoint, as in having peace of mind, you could send that first text. Not too flirty, but just sort of open that gate. And see what he does from there while sticking to your guns in every other way. And as I said, in many, many ways, many times, I look back on some of my workplace flirt relationships Mm -hmm. as fondly as any relationship I've ever had. I, I, in one in particular, to this day, I still occasionally go back and think about it. I'm talking to you, Kate. (laughs) Is it actually Kate? Yeah, her name was Kate. I'm sure she has. She's she she like, well, I wasn't flirting with you. What the hell is this guy think he is? No, but it, it was, it was a, ah, Kate. <laughs> and I'll also say this, the times in my life where it has been consummated, it often made things messy. Oh, yeah. Like in a way that where you kind of regretted doing it. I regretted both my workplace romances <laughs> and, and the other person did too. There you go. So something to bear in mind. All right, Mel, good luck. All right. This next question is from Oliver. Oliver? Yes. A man. A man. Wow. (laughs) I know. It's exciting, right? Yeah. Plus Oliver. I mean, is there a better name than Oliver? Oliver is a fantastic name. Yes. And also a good name for a pet. Yes. Yes. And a musical. And a musical. You can't go wrong. Oliver. If you ever have to think of a name on the spot for anything, go with Oliver. Dear Shandy, first off, thank you for taking the time to answer my question. You're welcome. I love your podcasts, though I haven't been watching them as of late due to my following situation. This better be a really messed up situation. Here goes. I had a long distance relationship and engagement for about two months for just under four years. So engaged for two months for your relationship, long distance Mm -hmm. before it all went away. I'm in my late 20s, male, and she is in her early 30s. We first met when we were interviewing for jobs and formed a brief but strong connection. We kept in touch. We ultimately committed to jobs on opposite ends of the coast, but decided to make it work as an exclusive couple. Our jobs run in four-year contracts, which meant our long distance would end in 2022. Fast forward about three years, and we are both very busy. Our relationship sometimes felt stagnant in the fact that we were not physically present in the same place. Despite the distance, we spent most of our few vacations a year visiting each other and taking turns seeing each other on the different coasts every few months. I still feel like she is the one. We share the same life goals, want the same things, and enjoy the same interests and hobbies." I proposed to her in April of 2021. Life was great. In July of 2021, she met another guy in her city who shared the same passion for dancing as she did. Oh, dear. Initially, it was platonic. 
He knew she was engaged, but inevitably became emotionally close to her. She called me that month and told me she felt like she was emotionally cheating on me because she was getting attached to this other guy. I initially played the peacekeeper and said she should keep talking to him. I wasn't going to be controlling and control who she could and couldn't talk to. Very impressive. At the same time, I was also getting close to another girl in my own city and to try to make things fair... I proposed to make our engagement an open relationship. I felt like the new and shiny boy would fade into the background and she would realize I was truly the one. Hindsight is 2020. Mm. We agreed that we would not have any sexual activity with the opposite sex. The open relationship lasted for maybe three weeks before I decided to close it unilaterally. For my own account, I spoke with this other girl, realized there was nothing there, and hoped that my fiancé would arrive to the same conclusion. Soon after, she became distant towards me, and the small affectionate things we used to say to each other, she wouldn't reciprocate back. She flew to see me in August of 2021 and told me in person she didn't think she could marry me. There were things she realized that I had not done enough these past three years of long distance, and it took this other guy doing things for her to realize. When it was her birthday, the other guy delivered a birthday cake to my fiancé. When she got sick, he would deliver things like medications and hot soup for her to get better. I had not done any of these things for her and realized I may not have been giving her what she needed, feeling loved. Things like being more proactive and trying to arrange plans to see her. In my defense, I was passive, but also planned most of our vacations together, like looking up Airbnbs to stay at and most of the activities for our trips. She hadn't communicated this need to me. She wanted me to do the actions like the ones mentioned above, not because she told me, but because I wanted to. I realized I had not met many of her needs throughout the long distance relationship. After four to six weeks of the engagement ending, I was partially moved on and sent her a cordial message on text, thanking her for everything she had done and that I was going to move on. The next day, she sent me a long text telling me she had been missing me a ton. Oh, dear. And I was still the life partner she wanted given our shared vision for the future. I was shocked, but hopeful again. She booked her own tickets, came to visit me for a weekend soon after. I thought things were just like before. At one point, I said, I love you to her, but she did not repeat it back. Once she flew back, I noticed that again, she wasn't expressing the little affectionate things on text. Four days later... On a video call, she told me that she truly wanted to work things out with me, which is why she flew to see me, but that she no longer had feelings for me. I broke down and cried. Soon after, I didn't know what to say, so I said a quick bye while sobbing and hung up. I never again reached out. It has been about two weeks now since that happened. I unfollowed her on social media, though she still follows me. I can still see that she's active on her messaging app, WhatsApp, that she only used to message me. She checks it every now and again, I think, to see to see if I'm online or not, possibly. I think she may be wanting to reach out to see how I'm doing. My question is, given the shaky ending on the phone we had, should I reach out to her and ask how she's doing? Do I open the communication between us or should I just not reach out to her, period? Did the special connection we share mean anything? 
Should I have fought for her when this other guy was getting emotionally attached rather than not be chauvinistic enough? I know I shouldn't hold out any hope at this point, but since she actually committed to a job in my city that she actually wanted for her career starting in a few months, and she cannot break her contract without penalties, maybe I can wait to reach out until then? Thank you in advance, Oliver. Mm, Oliver lived up to his name. <laughs> Humble. Yeah. Strong. Can we talk about mature, the taking of responsibility in here? Taking responsibility. Oh, for things, frankly, I'm not sure he uh, yeah, should be he, taking responsibility this guy for. Is an, this guy is an angel. Yeah. And you know me. I usually I usually do not take the guy's side. Yeah, it, this it's guy depending. Yeah. Is, he, this is a clear winner. This is a classy quality man yeah okay oliver do you want to do you want to give him the truth or should i (laughs) i mean the truth is so obvious yeah it you need sometimes you need an outsider's perspective to know what you should do as as our late well not late he's still alive our former president said fool me once shame on me (laughs) fool me twice (laughs) i'm not getting fooled again That never gets unfunny. Uh, no. <laughs> yeah. really I mean, that was maybe the funniest thing a president's ever Comedic said. Comedic gold right there. Timing was impeccable. Yeah. You absolutely, positively are not allowed to reach out to Don't her. do it. If by chance she's in your city and you guys happen to cross paths mm. in the street, you know, whatever. I don't you even can think... choose to engage. Oh, yeah, if you happen to pass each other on the street, but I don't think he should make no. any plans. Even if she comes to his no. city, she more more so when she's in your city, even more. You go from zero to negative fifty. Yeah, like no, absolutely, positively you... not. She is one of those people. I this sounds exactly like one of my closest friends. I never told you about this relationship, but I honestly almost feel like he's ghostwriting this. Oh, it's really? so similar. Oh. But it's not. There are a couple of tiny differences. Who that is it? I'm not going to tell you. Just tell me. I'll tell you later. What did they care? I'm going to tell you a name that no one knows. I can who just it bleep is. it. It's Okay. <laughs> happy. I am. Okay, good. But the fact that She's the type, first of all, in these long distance relationships, sometimes you think you really, really know the person, but you don't really, really, really know the person. Mm -hmm. And you didn't really, really know the person because what she did was the blind side, right? Yeah. It was totally out of character, but it wasn't out of character. This is who she is. She's the type of person who's willing to play with your emotions when she's unsure, completely unsure, to tell you that, oh, I made a big mistake. Oh, I'm coming back. I love you. You're the person I want to spend well, the rest of my life with. Well, she did not say I love you back. Okay, fine. We'll she didn't say her, I yeah. love you. That was the yeah. one thing. Yeah. She may have said it in the text. We don't know that. But, and then to come back and be like, eh, nah, nah, <laughs> nah. Uh, you, that that's not the person you knew. That is that, a, that's okay. That's the key takeaway. Sorry to interrupt you, but yeah. that is the t- the key takeaway, Oliver. If there's one thing you need to focus on, and this is I think glaring to both of us, it's yeah. the fact that regardless of what you shared, and I think it was real, and I don't want you to mm. think that the four years were for nothing. But ultimately, how this ended and why it ended, she is not who you thought she was. Right. And that doesn't mean that it was all a waste or not for real. It just means that that should give you the clarity you need to move forward and be like, I'm good. And I would like to add to his credit, Mm -hmm. he did everything right. You, Oliver, you did everything right. You almost did it too right. 
You've textbooked what you should have done. Be happy that you didn't make a single mistake in dealing with this. And it is now over. It is over. <laughs> done. Don't go back. Move on. You are a good guy. Yeah. I know. I know. <laughs> Oliver. We knew right away. Yeah. Oliver. Just How could an Oliver be bad? There's never been a bad <laughs> Oliver. Name a bad Oliver in history. Name one single Oliver that was bad in the history of the human race. There's a couple things I'm hung up on here. The first is like I give the girl credit for realizing she was getting emotionally attached to a guy. Mm-hmm. But what I don't like is that she put it on Oliver to make a decision about that. Like mm-hmm. that's on her. Yep. He's like, oh, continue to hang out with him. Like, I trust you. You know, like he's trying to be a supportive, non-controlling no. partner from the other side of the country. Yeah. I don't think he did the wrong thing here. This would have been on her. This is this is part of being monogamous. It is. It's yeah. part of being monogamous yep. is keeping that in check. And I know that he, you know, was talking to someone else too, partially to sort of make things even, which is sure. also, which is human nature. Totally fine. So I'm not pretending he's some saint here, but... Oh, he's like, it's a lot easier to be like, yeah, let's open it up when I'm also interested in seeing what could happen over here. Yeah. But what gets me is, you know, not every partner in the world is going to be the type to like send you soup when you're sick and send you a cake on your birthday. And I would be very curious to know if the guy doing this, the other man would be doing this if she weren't engaged to someone else. Right. And look, or those are lovely- or. Or, to be fair, if he had been seeing her for three or four years. Yes. Okay, so it's showing a level of thoughtfulness. Mm-hmm. But I also... Well, things like that, I'm like, okay, so it's to me, that's gifts. You I've know, never she, sent you a, soup when you were on an opera gig. I've never sent you soup and you've been sick. Have I ever sent you soup? No. I never even thought about sending you soup. <laughs> it never once crossed my mind. No soup. No soup for you. Ever. <laughs> Anyway, my point is like, okay, that's a sweet gesture, but I like I put almost zero stock in that. Zero like chicken she's stock? being okay. Zero, zero chicken Sorry, stock. I'm gonna resist. <laughs> or vegetable stock. Yeah, any in stock. In our case, vegetable stock. <laughs> Hopefully. Uh all, all I'm saying, Oliver, is I don't know if you should blame yourself for not being caring or thoughtful enough for sending cakes and soup and no, flowers no, and whatever no. else. I think that that's just based on the kind of a relationship you have. And apparently this is something she cares about in a relationship. And as you yourself said, she did not communicate that to you. Not everyone is going to think of that. No, I don't think that makes them a bad partner because they don't think, oh, you're sick. I'm going to send you soup. Sure. It's sweet, but it's not like if you don't do that, you're bad. No, no relationship that was meant to be has ever been ruined by the lack of soup sending ever (laughs) in history. That's not a reason. Okay, so to give Oliver advice moving forward, Oliver, oh, my God, you are not allowed to reach out to her at all. No, she hurt you. This this is over, first of all. Oh, over. I would be very, very cautious about, like, even if she does come back, mm-hmm. which, by the way, I think is a strong possibility because of the type of person I think she is. If, if She if sounds... Those who leave, come back, leave, come back, will again leave, leave come, and come back. back. Yes. And maybe repeat, leave, come back. Yeah. Until you stop the pattern, stop the cycle yes. of leaving and coming back. Those are the people you never want to be dealing with. Yes. Ever. Yeah. And we had that episode with Amy Chan, Breakup Boot Camp. Yeah. Oliver, I would 
suggest you watch that because little things like checking her Instagram and mm. WhatsApp to see when she was last online and then going down these spirals yep. of thinking, oh, is she checking to see if I'm online and then wondering, therefore, is she wanting to reach out and waiting for you to reach out? This is, this is not healthy. You will not move on doing this. And this is I'm glad you brought that back up because it's so different nowadays. Like 30 years ago, you broke up with something. That was it. Like, you don't check anything. What, are you going to check the yellow pages? Like, you, there's nothing to check. Yeah. It's over. Yeah. You, you're, you're, you move on. You Which move is a on gift. Easily. It's a gift. Yeah. Now it's so hard to move on. Yeah. You are just infused. Yeah. With options. 360 degrees yes. of ways to see what they're doing, where they are, who they're with. It's torture. Yeah. You have to be able to. And it and, and it's easy for me to say, was I never really experienced. I sort of got the tail end of it. But I never fully experienced this in my real heart of dating mm. years is you have to be able to have the self-control, which is very easier said than done. But yeah. you have to have extreme self-control nowadays to shut it down. Mm -hmm. Don't look at the Facebook. Don't look at Instagram. Don't look at TikTok. Or <laughs> what's the other one? Um, parlor. <laughs> God, bad things happen on Parlor. Don't ever, don't ever look at Parlor regardless of your relationship status ever. But you have to say no to caring about what she's doing. Mm -hmm. She's gone. It's over. It's like a fish. You, if if you were fishing and the fish got off your hook, are you going to swim in the ocean for the rest of your life looking for that fish? No, you just throw the bait back in and you catch another fish. Oliver, I feel an overwhelming sense from your email that you are not selfish enough. Mm -hmm. I, I Oliver is too good a person. He's too good for yeah, this world. Yeah, and he's blaming himself for not sending her soup. It's like... It's ridiculous. Get become a worse person. Yeah, Oliver. think of yourself now. Yeah, she has made it clear where you rank in her life, and that's you know you were engaged and now that's over. You've learned so much from this, and what you should hopefully have learned you don't want is someone who, when they realize that they're cheating on you emotionally, just continue to nurture that other relationship. Yes, I hope that came out correctly, yes, but you knew what I meant. There. Now you have this information moving forward. Please do not reach out to her. It is only going to hurt you. It's going to feed her ego. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. it's also going to make her, uh, frankly, like, let's say she ever did want to come back. Like, if we're, if we're going to talk about this from a strategy game playing perspective, yeah. him reaching out wouldn't make her want him more. The only the way to make her yeah. want him more is to move on, meet someone else, live a full and happy, enriched life. Yeah, if you it's want, true. if you wanted to gain respect for you for whatever reason, you yeah. shouldn't care. Just don't give her anything. <laughs> it's so Nothing. true. Not that we're endorsing this game playing mentality, but no, hopefully that can add an extra tiny ounce on to that weight on that side. You, the yeah. scale is heavily in favor of you never reaching out. Do not do it. And there are times when you shouldn't reach out just because it's probably the right thing to do. And there are times when not reaching out is a home run. This is a not reaching out home run. Home run. Yeah. Yeah. No questions asked. No questions asked. Get on the apps. Go on dates with other people. Stop checking Instagram. Stop checking WhatsApp. Yeah. Do all the things, as Amy Chen would say, to no longer reinforce the neuro pathways of her being the source of dopamine for you. Mm -hmm. So find other things. Don't that be a provide dope. You with. <laughs> Don't. Mm, not sure that works. All right, Oliver. Send us a picture. I got girls for you. <laughs> I doubt. All right, Oliver. 
don't have any girls. All right, Oliver, you're young. You have so many options. Go out there and and see what else is out there. This is the best time of your life. There will be women who do not take you for granted with or without the soup. Yeah, don't worry about soup. All right, good luck. This next question is from Kirsty. 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 Dear Shandy, this is pretty simple. The guy I'm dating chews obnoxiously loud and fast. <laughs> I literally stare at his mouth sometimes in disgust as he's devouring a meal. Mm-hmm. I'm a direct person, but I'm also Midwestern, so it feels pretty rude to point out a habit of someone's just because it's annoying as fuck. I really like this guy, but I cannot get over the chewing. How can I bring this up? Is he not my person because of how annoyed I am by the chewing? I know Andy's thoughts on being with the person who annoys one the least. So I'm nervous about this. Really in a pickle here. My ears can't continue on much longer. Appreciate the discourse in advance and love the pod slash show. Kirsty. I knew you'd like this one. Oh, this is an age old problem. Yep. Chewing. 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 If this was Family Feud, the number one answer to what annoys you about your partner would be... It would be top Chewing five. style. Yeah, top five. Possibly top one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Think of another. What's another thing? Like cleanliness, messiness would be up there. Snoring. Snoring, yeah. But that's something they can't control. Really. <laughs> they. Says the snorer <laughs> in this relationship. they can control. <laughs> okay. Kirsty, I think... I don't. I think it's too harsh to say that this isn't her person because of this. Too harsh. Yes, you are a direct person. I think you should take advantage of your directness, with or without the Midwesternness, and in a lighthearted, fun, sweet way, address it. And I would like to say, just to to clear the air, this person is a monster. The chewer? The chewer. Chewing, there is a dark place in hell for terrible chewers. But that aside, I want to be I want to be extra clear, just because I, I'm going to play the psychologist for a second. Yeah. Is the chewing really a metaphor for other issues you have <laughs> in a relationship? And if it's not, I'm not going to go there. I'm not suggesting this. I'm just saying that sometimes in my personal experience, if I really don't like a chewing, there's other things I don't <laughs> if like. You don't too. like a chewing? Yeah, a chewing. <laughs> Wait, have you ever once not liked my chewing? Yeah, there are a few times where I don't like your chewing. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, how come you haven't said anything? Well, so I love you too much. It doesn't matter. Wait, what thing have I chewed? Sometimes you, uh, sometimes you have like a little, like open, a little too much open mouth <laughs> chewing. <laughs> it's usually when you really like something, you get a little, get a little carried away. Okay. So that actually is a perfect segue. Mm-hmm. I think 99.9% of the time that someone does something that annoys other people, yeah. they're not aware they're doing it. Yep. Imagine how great the world would be is if we all knew what annoyed other people about us and then we could change it. I think you are taking too big a step here. I think that the world is in perfect equilibrium with the amount of annoying things that happen and the amount of times those annoying things are called out. I think too much honesty can cause strife, more strife than good. Okay, but that's in general. Do I really need to tell you that once in a blue moon, your chewing is a slightly annoying to me? What good is that going to do? Yeah, I feel like I tell you whenever something's annoying to me, though. You do. You really do. Is my chewing ever annoying to you? No, but you do other things. I'm a good chewer. 
I've I've been aware of my chewing for a long time. Well, now and now I will be aware of mine. I don't know if I've ever noticed chewing in someone else as being an annoying thing. Oh, I and, have. Oh, well, evidently. Many times. Yeah. Okay. I so I disagree with you. I think yeah. Okay. In general, in the world, yeah. Too much honesty, sure. Mm-hmm. But she everything else she loves about this guy, she should tell him lightly, funnily, in an, in a in a moment that is not like Ooh, we need to talk. I agree with you. It could just be you. like, you do this thing. Well, why don't we role play this? Why don't we have, this is a great opportunity. Oh, Here, God. Let's, okay, okay, let's do it. I'm going to, I'm going to really be real about this. I'm going to act like the way I think he's going to react. Okay. Okay. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's not going to happen now because I don't think it should be done in the moment. Oh, I think it should be done in the moment. You think? Oh, yeah. This is, you can't have a talk about chewing. You got to say it in, oh, maybe, ooh, this is a tough one. This is a tough one. I don't have an answer to this. <laughs> this is, you have to play this one by ear, but let's make believe it's in the moment. Maybe, I know. My advice is to not do it in the moment. So finish your meal and then I'll bring it up later. <laughs> okay. So meal, meal concluded. Mm, that was great. You washed what your a hands. good dinner. Yeah, Thank yep. you for cooking. And that then, was so lovely. I love you so much. And Thank then you. if this were a movie or a show, a thing would come across the screen that says two hours elapsed. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and now you and I are watching, we're Netflix and chilling. maybe. Not future. chilling after <laughs> that chilling. There's no chill. <laughs> okay. Well, we're Netflixing, maybe chilling down the road. Mm. Okay. All right. All right. Andy. Yes, love. Can, can we talk about something? Ooh. Oh, wait, I said we can't talk. Ooh. Okay, hold on. This is I, I, I don't want to do this. I, I got to go to the bathroom. <laughs> Take two. Okay, no, let's, sorry. Right. Redo, redo. Andy. Mm, yes. <laughs> What's up? There is something that I want to bring up, but I say this because I care about you so much and I like you so much and I want you to know that this is an open forum and that if you feel the same way about me for anything that I also want you to bring it up with me. I swear, I swear, I only slept with her once. <laughs> One time, that was it. And it didn't mean anything. Okay, so funny, haha. Oh yeah, right. okay, let's start, go ahead, so, seriously. So I'm really sensitive to sounds and it, I've been like this my whole life. And I've, and I, I'm saying this again because I care about you so much and I don't want to be annoyed by little things you do. I just want you to know that I, if you could tone down your chewing, sometimes you're a little, you smack too much. It's just a little too loud. It's oh. a little too like aggressive. If you could just maybe close your mouth a bit more when you chew, it would make a world of difference to me. It's like the only thing I don't love about you. And I don't want to spend time oh. thinking about something I don't love about you. Wow. That's so sweet of you to, to, I, I mean, I really respect you for oh, that. Oh yeah. Was that a success? Yeah. I'm going to really, uh, God, thank you. <laughs> I'm just so, so sweet. I'm going to come over here. Thank you. Did I do that well? Yes. Thank you. Okay. Are you trying to chill now? <laughs> Uh, let's get back to this movie. Would you like some popcorn? <laughs> I don't think 
like that's bad. No, I think that, that was works. done perfectly. Thank you. No, I'm making a joke about it, but it wasn't a joke. That was exactly the way it should be done. Yeah, sweetly. Sweetly. And also, and, and if there's it, anything that I do that annoys you, I want you to tell me too. It is the, we're talking about a shit sandwich where it's, you ever go to the place you get a sandwich where like the main, it's like, it's whatever, like a roast beef sandwich. And it's like two ginormous thick pieces of bread. And there's like one thin piece of whatever the sandwich is called yeah, in the middle. Yeah. This is the kind of sandwich you must make this. Yes. It's yes. a bullshit sandwich, but except the it's, bread is not bullshit. No, no, like you the, really do really like the guy. It's all authentic. It is a brick oven baked focaccio. It's beautiful. It's yeah. a beautiful bread. Thick. And in the middle, there's a slight smear of bullshit. You can't, you can only, you can't even barely smell it. Yeah. You don't taste it. It's mm-hmm. just like an essence. Yes. That's the kind of sandwich you got to give on this one. Yeah. And you should not, you're, you're right. I was wrong. You should not do it while the bad chewing is taking place. Yeah. Cause it makes the person self-conscious. Yeah. And I maintain, I didn't maintain, I haven't brought this up yet, but I, if I had brought it up, I would be maintaining that if he handles this poorly, there's something else wrong. Yeah. If if she delivers it really well, like if he gets defensive, like he can get self-conscious. That's only natural. But if yeah. he gets like, how dare you like that's I'm like yeah. offended you said anything. You know, like, part of being in a relationship is navigating things that annoy you about each other. It's it's. Number one, that's why you should always aim at the outset to go for the least annoying possible. That way you don't have to deal with these things. Yeah. As often, we annoy each other very, very little. And we still, apparently I chew. No, it's 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 fine. The chewing's not that bad. It's very rare. It's very rare. Once in a while, I'm like, oh, there's some chewing happening over there. I feel it's like very it's subtle, but it happens sometimes. It's okay. I'm fine no, it's with okay. it. It's really not a big deal. I tell you the things that annoy you know, me. I feel about like you. some of my chewing should be annoying to you, but you don't seem to notice it. Yeah, I wouldn't say this is on the top of my peeves list. No, no, chewing is with you. As a matter of fact, one of the first things I was relieved about was you had a good chew. Really? Oh yeah. I am shocked oh, by yeah. this. Yeah. For me, I think things that annoy me about people tend to be like interpersonal behavioral things, like mm-hmm. like reactions. Yeah. I, I feel like that that tracks with my personality. That that's the kind of thing that would annoy sure. me when someone. Ha- that's why I'm focusing on how he handles this. Right. Yeah, I'm a very deep person. I, I focus <laughs> mainly on the chew. After that, everything else is easy sailing. All right. So, Kirsty, in conclusion, mm-hmm. that's a long answer to a yeah. short question. Mm-hmm. Shocking. Yeah. You know, at least we're consistent. Uh, Kirsty, in conclusion, I think you absolutely should say something. It's a, it's a matter of preserving a relationship. Absolutely. What would you rather? Would you rather be in this wonderful relationship and deal with horrible chewing for the next 50 years? Or just shut it down now with a slightly awkward couple of hours. Yeah. And then you know what he's going to do. You know what he's going to do. This is what you're going to have to deal with this too. There's a, there's a tail to this. Because every time you're eating, for the, you know, every once in a while for the next few months, be like, is my chewing okay? <laughs> it's going to do that. You're going to have to deal with that. But, and, you, and you very nicely be like, you know what? I love you. you you've been, I've seen the effort you've made and I really appreciate it. And it's, it's great. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. And I do think that when he does make that effort, which he should, mm-hmm. if he doesn't, that's also a red flag. Agreed. Because it's just showing a lack of courtesy, a lack of remembering what she has said and including her in the experience. And, and you know what? I'd like to take this to a meta level. It, I don't think people appreciate enough 
the amount of courage it takes to point things out like this. No. She's not pointing it out where she's being a jerk. She's pointing it out where she wants to preserve the relationship. And it's very uncomfortable. Yes. It's like telling someone they have bad breath. Yeah. Telling someone they have bad dandruff. We always bring it back to the bad breath. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Breath is the number one. That's yeah. the family feud number one. Yeah. For things you tell people that it's uncomfortable well, to tell them. Well, the tough one about bad breath is... It's hard to fix. Yeah, sometimes it's easy to fix, but usually if it's a consistent thing, that's not easy to fix. Yeah, bad breath is the toughest, but it's hard. The harder it is to fix the thing, the more uncomfortable it is to tell. 100%. Yeah. Yes. Well done. Like all the way down, like the the lowest, the lowest, the easiest. Is spinach in your teeth. It's like, oh yeah, or you have a toilet paper on your shoe. Yeah. Like real easy. Yeah, yeah. And the person's like, oh, thank you. That actually helps me. And I can literally just pull it off my shoe. (laughs) Yeah. This is a little bit in the middle, the uh-huh. chewing, but I, I don't want to, I, I know we've made this into something of a, of a comedy sketch <laughs> and I did, I didn't want to do that, but, but I don't want to. I mean, her question was part of the comedy it, It's sketch. comedy. Yeah. Yes. I mean, she's, she knew this would be funny. She knew it would get chosen. <laughs> yeah. Clearly this is a shandy type of question, but I don't want to under, uh, sell the importance of this issue. I honestly think, I'm not kidding, I think annoying chewing is one of the biggest causes of friction in many relationships. I'm not joking. And good relationships that otherwise would be okay. Chewing is something we do in front of our loved ones, our our significant other, like three or four hours of a day, every day of your life. Think about it. It's what we do. It's animals do three things. They, 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 Shit. Eat, they shit, and they Chew. and they have sex. <laughs> Wait, they do four things: they sleep, they eat, they go to the the restroom. <laughs> That's the best. Is when people talk about animals or use the restroom. That's I've heard that before. It's unbelievable. But um, and they, and they and they eat. They eat. <laughs> Good job. Eat is number four. You lost a little steam lost, there. Lost some steam there. <laughs> But my point is, if you spend a good 20% of your life chewing in front of somebody and your chewing is annoying, this is a problem, even for someone who deeply loves you in every way. In conclusion, just to wrap this yeah, up, yeah, yeah, Kirsty, nip it in the bud. Absolutely. Yep. And and do it sweetly. Yes. Like a really thick breaded focaccia yes. sandwich yes. with this so tiny smear of bullshit. Essence on the inside. Of yes. bullshit. Essence. All right. I think we answered that. Good yes. luck, Kirsty. Yes, may your days be filled with quiet chewing. <laughs> well then, Andy, I think that's a wrap for this Q&A session. Yep, case closed. If you enjoyed what you heard today, you know what we will ask of you, and that is to like, subscribe, hit the notification bell, follow us on Instagram, tell your friends, leave us Apple podcast ratings and mm-hmm. reviews. Very important. Very important, and generally do all the things you would do to support a podcast that you so enjoy. So enjoy. <laughs> so so enjoy. And on that note, I think that's a wrap. Mm-hmm. Thank you guys so much for tuning in, and we'll see you next time on Dear Shandy. Bye. Dear Shandy. The headlines remind us daily: the world is a dangerous place. The elites in charge say everything's fine. Stop noticing, but you know better. And your gut knows that time is short to prepare for a world that is four missed meals away from chaos. My Patriot Supply has helped over three million families become more self-reliant and is the company Americans trust to prepare. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure their best-selling three-month emergency food kits. Each contain delicious breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Secure at least one food kit for each family member. 
For a limited time, save $200, plus get free shipping on all their Ready Hour 3-month emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour Foods. My Patriot Supply also has solar power generators, water filtration units, biomass stoves, heirloom seeds, and critical survival gear. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com.